All right. Welcome, everyone. I am Amy Cosplays, and you are here at Beneath the Cow, which is presented by Cosplay Alliance. And today, we are discussing cosplaying over 40, specifically aspects of cosplaying that affect those who are 40, 50, 60, and up that might not affect the younger contemporaries. So first, before we even get started, let's do our introductions to see who is with us today. We'll start with Cindy Rue Cosplays. Hi guys, I'm Cindy Rue Cosplays. Um, I have been cosplaying since 2016, and I am currently 52 years old. So a little bit over 40, but not much. Hey, Julie? Hi, uh, Bowl Cosplay here. My real name's Julie. Uh, I've been cosplaying since uh, 2015, and in about three weeks, I'll be turning 54. Awesome. Mike? Okay, I'm Wizard of Oz Cosplay. Um, I've been cosplaying since 2020, and I'm the ripe old age of 46. <laughs> and Scott? Um, Scotty B Cosplay, name is uh, probably pretty self-explanatory. Um, I am 52, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And um, I've been cosplaying since 2016 also. Awesome. Well, one of the things that I wanted to start off with is, well, basically stamina, which affects 40 plus people a little bit differently because Going to a con for two or three days, I don't know about you guys, but you know, it was like two hours afternoon and I was like, okay, I'm tired. Sit down in the chair, watch everyone go by. How does stamina affect you as 40 over cosplayers? I would say for me personally, it's, uh, it's really not that big of a deal as long as the con kind of has a hard stopping point. You know, uh, if the con's over at seven and I'm done, then I just go home or to the hotel. It's when you do things like Dragon Con or Katsukon, where it's 24 hours, that could be a little bit tough. Um, I think Katsukon a couple of years ago, we walked around and I went into a rave and I was like, okay, I'm way too old to be here and it's way too late for me to be out doing this right now. So. But otherwise, I think for me anyway, as long as I have insoles and in, my feet are usually dead by the end of the day, but it's not that big a deal as long as the con ends at a certain time. But if it's one of these that are almost 24 hours and going, that'll kill me. So, Cindy, right? Yeah, I agree. Oh, okay. I was going to say that um, for me, where I'm located, almost all the cons I have to drive a minimum of an hour to get to. I do have a few smaller ones that are closer. So for me, the stamina is I have to prepare myself. I am definitely not a con cruncher. Um, for me, con crunch is still building something a week before the con is. After, I, I, I normally have everything ready at least a, white, a week before. So that way I can sleep properly. Um, some of the younger cosplayers that I um, hang out with, they're still building till 3 a.m. the morning of the con. Um, but since I have to wake up a good, um, decent amount of time beforehand, you know, to make the drive and everything to get up there. And I know a lot of people, they stay in hotels and stuff, but for an hour drive, I'm not going to stay in a hotel. If it's over two hours, I usually will. 
So, but yeah, that's how I prep myself so that I'm ready for the day. And like Scotty says, I like the um, end times. I know that, okay, I'm going to take a break, go eat lunch and spend an hour and rest. And then I'll come back and do the next three to four hours, depending on time it ends. And then I'm going to go eat <laughs> and have dinner and be done <laughs> for the day. Mike, what about you? Yeah, look, I, I'm, I guess it's a little bit, I'm from Perth, Western Australia, so we are a very isolated city. So um, we're lucky that we do have a pretty good cosplay culture here in Perth. So we have a lot of cons, and I'm lucky that I can just jump on a train in 20 minutes time at like the main um, convention centre in Perth where all the cons are uh, held. So look, first day, I'm full of energy, first day from there, that's start to finish. The second day, I'm generally all excited in the morning and then I kind of peter off by about four o'clock, I'm, I'm done. But like you said, um, with Perth being so isolated, if I want to go to, say, a con in Sydney or somewhere like that, you know, a four-hour flight and getting a hotel and it is a little bit more tiring when you are travelling, um, especially not getting, to, you know, that good sleep in your, that you get in your own bed kind of makes things a bit harder. So, yeah, I'm starting to feel it now as I'm getting older. I'm doing all right. Julie? Well, I live in San Antonio, and obviously we have quite a few um, conventions that come down here, um, and include Comic-Cons, AMA-Cons, uh, different types of events. The good thing is I'm, I'm, as the crow flies, 35 minutes from downtown San Antonio in front of the Alamo. Um, the convention center is right down the street from it. So we also have conventions like up in Dallas and Houston, but for me, Dallas is six hours away, Houston's three hours away. So obviously whenever I, you know, if I do have to travel up there, I do have to worry about staying overnight. For me, uh, I used to be able to do three days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I could just knock it out, no problem. But as I also am getting older, I'm also to say 100% disabled veteran. So I have a uh, plantar fasciitis, I have degenerative disc disease, I have a lot of um, medical conditions. As I'm getting older, they're not going away. It's getting more chronic as it goes. And now I'm kind of cutting myself down to about two days, Saturday and Sunday, or if worst case, just depending on how I feel, I may have just to go for just Saturday and try to knock it out. But during the course of the day, I make a, I make it a point not to go eight hours at a time. I go four hours. I make a point to take lunch, get off my feet. Uh, the good thing is the convention center here in San Antonio, the uh, Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center has like a kind of a large foyer area has a lot of seating and a rec kind of a open seating area. So you can actually sit on a couch or a chair and kind of put your feet up for a little bit and, and rest and talk. And then you're, you know, you're able to pick up and do it again. Awesome. And welcome. I'm for Warm Rugs. Happy to have you. Can you introduce yourself for us, please? Me? Hi, I'm, I'm Shane. I, I'm out for Warm Hugs. All right, we are currently this. Oh, and there you are. <laughs> uh, and people will come, people will go. We still talk. Have any of you ever experienced cons where it's a decidedly younger crowd and you felt like the out, like the, just the oddball being there? Yes. Um, here in California, we seem to have a really good mix. Um, I mean, there's all ages out all of the ones that I've attended. So I mean, from very little littles all the way up to older, even, you know, 
the 70 plus um, in our area. So I would say in my case, uh, since we have regular, I call it regular Comic Cons and uh, Anime Cons, the age demographic is definitely different here because the way I have to do cosplays for, let's say, like your typical Comic Con uh, versus an Anime Con, I actually use a completely different cosplay because I know it's a different, it's a significantly younger demographic that I'm, you know, that I'm catering to. I mean, average mm -hmm. age for Anime Con is usually about 22 to 25. Um, you still have, you know, older folks there and you have younger folks there, but as far as the majority of that group, at least for an anime con, is decidedly younger. Um, so I try to be a little bit more creative about my cosplays and, you know, dress to impress because some of these younger folks, like I said, they, they bring, they, they bring it on when it comes to some of the, uh, the builds that they have. I mean, it amazes me some of the cosplays they, they come up with and some of these, uh, some of these folks have been spending like over well over a year or two actually making that cosplay, you know, just to wear it that one day. What about you, Scott? Have you ever encountered a disparate age going to cons? Um, where I live is on the East Coast, and I'm between right almost exactly between New York City and DC. So I kind of hit every con in between those in that area and whatnot and so we have a lot of cons out here you know anime comic cons sci-fi cons and things like that the anime cons are probably the ones where i'm probably feel the most odd person out but that's probably more because i don't really know anything about anime for the most part so um you know i see tons of cosplays that i'm very impressed with but i have no idea who these characters are or things mm -hmm. that of that nature so i don't have a ton um the they do the dad joke memes with uh cosplayers a lot and um that's been a help because i try to make a joke related to whatever cosplay they're wearing so i've learned some of that but that's also been kind of a good icebreaker so i don't think age has really played quite the factor in for me in that regard you know um and you see the same people over and over again and everybody kind of there's like a Two degrees of separation between almost everybody in our community out here so yeah. you know everybody kind of knows of everybody and there's everybody seems to get along so i don't think the age thing I've, I've never felt really odd like i said other than maybe showing up at a rave at two in the morning at katsukon where i'm like okay i don't have the energy for this and i'm way too old to be hanging out in here that was probably the only time i think i've ever felt that way you're a brave brave soul i have never gone to a rave about nine o'clock, I'm probably already in the bed watching Food Network. Well, I like the music. Don't get me wrong. I just I I'm like, I don't dance, uh, and especially after I've been on my feet all day at a con, oh. there was just no way. I was like, somebody's gonna have to carry me out of here if I try this. So, absolutely. What about you, Mike? Have you ever experienced anything like this where there's a lot of a younger group? Yeah, look, the, the majority of people are young, and I'm, I guess I'm lucky here that we are pretty interconnected, but we do have our little cliques of the very young, young, and as it sort of gets older. But we uh, we all kind of mingle. There's always like an after-party sort of uh, with our cons that everyone goes to. So look, it's just really sometimes the words they use, I might not understand what they mean when they're talking sometimes. But other than that, we're, where there is that big age gap, it's actually not too bad here. We, we all pretty get along pretty well. There's no ageism or anything like that. 
Unless when I call me cosplay dad, that annoys me a bit. I love it when they call me their cause mom or cause mm. sister or whatever. I, that's one of my favorite things. It does kind of suck when somebody in your. It's because I forget I'm old sometimes. Yeah. Surprising it too. sucks when somebody in their thirties yeah. refers to me as that older gentleman over there. Just, oh, yeah, but I'm not say I haven't had bad things as well. But the, but I would, the, the other thing is, is um, maybe that might be an interesting point too, as I never thought about. But it also seems like everybody from their mid to upper twenties to and above all kind of hang together more than you know. So maybe people just kind of separate into their own subgroups. So the high school kid age or whatever might just be off doing there but i don't i feel like i don't even interact or see people that are really all that young do you know what i mean everybody seems to be to me when i meet them mid-20s you know college age or above uh so maybe it's just the crowd that i'm hanging around with a lot too is why i don't run into that I, i'm sorry i i think i might be the odd person out here but i think most of the the friends that I have are all like, you know, around 30, maybe early 30s. And I always get invited to the after party and I always go. I'll stay till, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. I I love the fresh perspective. I love being invited. I love being part of the younger crowd. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm the odd person out here. Well, I think that's fortunate. That's not a bad thing. Hmm. Not at all. Yeah, my, yeah my I haven't really experienced ageism. I mean, every once in a while, you know, I'll post something and I get like a, a weird comment where somebody will say like, hey, boomer, whatever. I'm not a boomer, but like I get those comments. And, um, but that's pretty rare. For the most part, I'm like really accepted. Um, we recently did Emerald City and I got to do a fairy shoot. So there's like a whole bunch of girls that do uh, princess parties. And so they did, um, they, they wanted to do fairies that were themed after princesses. And there was 15 of these girls that all worked together. Wow. They're all like early, you know, 30s or, or younger. Some of them are in their 20s. And I was the only older person, but they reached out to me and asked me to join their group. And I was like, okay, this is like the opposite of gatekeeping. I, I would love to join your fairy group. I want to be part of that. Um, I tried to like tone down my cosplay a little bit because my wings are a little massive and I didn't want to, you know, peacock, but, um, I was just grateful to be included and yeah. Yeah. As I mentioned, our ages are very well blended in my area too. So, I mean, I hang out with the 20 to older kids and they're, they're great. They do include me and everything. Most of my age is an experience happens online. Yeah. Do you guys find that um, the type or the theme of cosplays kind of seems to depend on generation a little bit? In other words, like I notice yeah. a lot of people in my age group do like kind of more of the classic Marvel, classic DC, mm -hmm. Star Wars, Star Trek, et cetera. And then like the 90s kids are much more Transformers, Ninja Turtles, mm -hmm. Power Rangers. Yes. And then the younger beyond that is much more your anime, video game, mm -hmm. things like that. It's I've noticed that kind of trend at cons and maybe that's the thing is that like-minded cosplays all kind of group together to a degree too. But, um, it, it is, it, I have noticed that when I go to cons, it's like, you can always kind of tell it's like, okay, if they're going for the classic Marvel look, 
they're definitely probably my age. You know what I mean? If there's somebody who's yeah. going for Power Rangers, mm -hmm. I was a little bit too old for Power Rangers. So I kind of missed that mm -hmm. window. I don't know anything about Power Rangers. So yeah. that's not a cosplay that I would necessarily ever do. Yeah. I don't have anything against it. It's just I never was exposed to that as a kid. Mm -hmm. Same with Turtles. I'm very not well versed in that universe. So I, I have kind of noticed that depending on what age you grew up or what decade you grew up is kind of what movies and, and fandoms that you tend to gravitate towards too in your cosplay. Well, I think that's very true because I think we tend to um, cosplay mostly to the characters that we relate to, we appreciate, mm -hmm. and we fell, fall in love with. Um, now, having said that, you know, most of my main characters are ones, like you said, that are from my generation or that I have fell in love with myself. But in our community here, we have a very strong group that will be like, hey, guys, let's do a photo shoot. And this is the theme. And so yeah. they'll pick a theme and then everybody chooses something kind of from. So like somebody was saying they don't have any anime. Well, that's how come I have a couple anime you know, I, I did have Pokemon because that was something I did with my kids when they were little. So I have a, so I had already been doing Pokemon, but they're like, let's do an anime shoot. And I was like, okay, let me think what um, anime characters I kind of like and in brought. So I chose one that I liked and, you know, then I did that. Um, but I think it is what you said. I said, we tend to do the ones that we love and appreciate and brought to. Yeah, and I mean, that was, you know, that was the thing is that as a kid, we didn't really have cosplay and I don't think it was mm -hmm. at the, mm -hmm. costuming wasn't at the level. I mean, right. my costumes yeah. when we went trick-or-treating were those vinyl Ben Cooper yes. ones with the mask with the cheap rubber band, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, to be this age and to have these resources to do that, it's like, this is just the stuff I wanted to do as a kid, but never could, you know? Right. And I don't, I, mean, I think I might be a little... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'll say in my case, I actually see it as a challenge because there's so many different comic cons here like I said whether it's anime or whatever there actually was one and i actually did see this as a challenge since y'all were talking about power rangers like i said power rangers was a little bit beyond my time but i have friends of mine that are like just hardcore into power rangers and stuff you know cosplay friends of mine and there's a big um uh power ranger expo here that takes place every year and i'd never been and so i decided i was going to go and so i had to really think about it it's like well i don't have a power ranger cosplay obviously I don't really know a lot about Cat Power Rangers, but I do. I went back and studied a little bit. I said, but I do know enough about Power Rangers to know they do morph into different animals. I said, okay, let me get, you know, let me go count down the anthropomorphic traffic a little bit because you guys know me. I do, I pretty much cover the gamut. I do, I can pull just about anything out of my hat as far as adapting to the situation. And so what I did, I said, okay, well, I do know in one particular genre of, of a, Power Rangers, they do, one of them does turn into a lion. I said, okay, I have a lion mask. I can work around that. So I kind of like got the lion mask and then I got the outfit and I just kind of basically built it from scratch. I had a foam katana. I said, well, you know, there we go and go with that. People loved it. Oh my gosh, they thought it was like the greatest thing they'd ever seen. I had nothing to do with Power Rangers, but I had something kind of, you know, kind of loosely done around it. And people just liked it because it was kind of fresh and nude versus just seeing, you know, here's green Power Ranger, here's blue Power Ranger, here's yellow Power Ranger. Oh, we got a lion. You know, this is kind of, you know, lion with a, with a katana. You know, this is kind of cool. So I kind of personally see it as a challenge when it's something that's kind of outside my genre 
or you know something like whether it's Pokemon, because we have Pokemon conventions here, or anime conventions, something that is not necessarily tried and true for me as a Gen Xer, I see as a challenge is can I come up with a cosplay that would be adaptable and somehow fit in, and I get a lot of positive feedback from that. And I think I would say also that I don't have kids, and so. Oh, okay. If you have kids, your kids help bring you into right. that fold of whatever's popular and cool nowadays. And I don't right. really have any kind mm -hmm. of a guide in that capacity. Mm -hmm. My my nephew was a Minecraft fan yeah. forever when he was a little kid, and I got to know some of their names, but that was about it. So, but yeah. even Pokemon, I mean, he collects the cards and he knows all these characters and things like that. And I am just I know that there's like a red and white ball <laughs> involved and that's and a, and a yellow pikachu and that's pretty much where i'm at yeah, see, a couple, uh, yeah, a couple yeah. years ago see my kids were all into it because you know they were they were younger teenagers but see now they're 20 and 22 so now they're now there's stuff like mom i don't really know what they're talking about now now mm -hmm. i'm starting to get older and kind of growing out of that and they're having a hard time keeping up themselves yeah well let's take yeah. a moment here if i can i'd like to Tim just joined us, and I'd like to give Tim a chance to introduce himself so that everyone knows who he is. So go ahead, Tim. Oh, great. Thanks. Well, <laughs> just in relation to the last topic, I can say our kids think it's incredibly weird that I am in this world at all. <laughs> so don't think your kids are going to welcome you doing this. Um, so I started in this as a photographer for many years, like five, 10 years as a photographer, and then started to get asked to do uh, characters, uh, mainly when they needed an old guy, always when they needed an old guy. So that's been my role. I really have been very passive in picking characters. I just do what they say they need. Uh, like uh, Jeff Thorpe got me to do his father as Hercules. Um, Lee Howard and Sean Ward got me to do uh, Alfred for Batman. So I, I just fall into the roles they give me. I rarely pick a role, but uh, but it's been fun. Well, you bring up something that's a very good subject here is that sometimes, and I don't know, again, how it applies to all of you, I'm just speaking from my own experience, is that every now and then someone who is younger, either at a con or online, will go and say, aren't you a little too old to play such and such a character? Um, there's kind of the undercurrent that people our age should stick to the golden girls and Dumbledore and that kind of stuff. And I'm wondering if anyone here has had any kind of experience and can share what they've gone through. Well, I'll jump in to say, I've never had any negative or um, even if not negative, any kind of questioning comment like that. Um, but on the other hand, I have been largely um, falling true to form in terms of doing I don't do like Peter Pan. Uh, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be my thing. Um, I do tend to be people who are a little bit older, a little bit male. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I can only say I've never had anyone ask any question like that of me. But I do think, maybe I shouldn't be brave enough to say this, I do think women tend to get that more than men. Cindy? Nah. <laughs> um, so I don't know I guess um, occasionally like I said uh, the age ageism that I have faced has mostly been online um, yes. I had one person that was like hey grandma your time has come and gone get off the soapbox you're done 
and um, that was for my um, Misty cosplay. Um, but I mean, and then how did I respond to it? Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that, hey, we're human, we have feelings. Um, it hurt, you know, it does hurt. Um, it takes you aback, it um, hurts your feelings, you're sad. Um, but I, I'm not a confrontational person. And so basically, um, I did tell him that, you know, I don't appreciate it. This is considered ageism. I, I love this character. She's my favorite character from the series. And I did my best to um, represent her. And I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy it. And then I blocked the person because yeah. I don't need their negativity because there was plenty more other people that were like, hey, this is a great cosplay. You did a great job. And you know what, you know, as sad as it is that that one comment is going to slap you harder than the 10 to 15 positive ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Even one. It's, it's like Amazon reviews. I mean, you can have yeah. 15,000 positive reviews for products. One negative one. It's like, yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah, and it's, it's, that's almost that same vibe. It's that you cling to the negative or you just absorb that one thing and lock in on it <laughs> it's like all the other compliments you may have gotten mean nothing because this one idiot who you couldn't care less who they are or no idea who they are exactly somehow says this and it's like god damn it you know so i think what's helped me a lot is focusing on who the voice is you know is it somebody that you care to listen to their opinion or not and that's that's really helped me a lot um you know in my my cosplay journey is a little different because, you know, I'm gender fluid. I do, you know, both male and female cosplays. But I think um, often it, it comes down to who is saying the comment and do I care about their opinion? Right. And um, having and, you know, well, we have a pretty good group and I did bring it up to them. And they were like and I was like, you know what? This person doesn't even have a photo of themselves at all right. you know mm -hmm. and it's like they're not even afraid to put themselves i mean they're they are afraid to put themselves out there and that's what we have to look at absolutely they're, the car person, they're cowards yeah that's yeah. not putting themselves out there they they they're not going to do that but they they're okay hiding behind their meme or whatever they post on their page and saying these other things and like you said i'm like yeah it's not somebody that i have to Right. Give my two, you know. Yeah. I get called Granny a lot on social media. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Even, it doesn't even phase me anymore. I don't even have. I don't have grandkids. <laughs> me you know, either. I don't have grandkids, but I get called Granny all the time on on social media. But I don't know. I kind of look at it from a humorous way. I've actually had one case where I was on a live with somebody, and we're and the person proceeded to call me Granny, and I kind of cracked back with a joke and stuff, and they and they kind of thought it was funny, and so. As the conversation went on, we actually got to talking about things like I, I kind of like um, strike. OK, have you ever been to a con? OK, what kind have you been? And so as we were talking, we realized we had a lot more in common. And that person actually ended up following me. It's a, I said and they felt bad afterwards and they apologized afterwards. They said, you know, initially, you know, I felt like I need to troll you or something. But like your your humor 
and you were just so open and honest and you just really made, I mean, I felt myself felt, you know, them, they actually felt bad for doing that to me and then up following me and they ended up being one of my most, most loyal followers. And they are the first one that if I'm on a live with somebody else, if someone else pulls that, that person, that person that did that uh, initially and got converted, they will immediately jump on that person. They said, no, you do not know her. I said, you believe me. I said, I've been there done. You know, they say, I've been there, done that, got converted. You don't know what you're talking about, but you know, I get called granny all the time. I just let it roll off my back now and just don't even think about it. Well, I am a granddad, but uh, what it reminds me of what you're saying is a quote that's allegedly attributed to Abraham Lincoln saying, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. And getting to know someone better tends to reverse this. Yeah, you reverse, you reverse, you switch around. Yep. I think for me, it's a lot more local. Um, I mean, we all grew up in an era where we didn't have the internet and, you know, all this connectivity, you know, and it was just your friends that come over and knock on your door and those are the friends you played with, you know? And, mm -hmm. and um, so for me, I, I think that's kind of how I approach the internet. You know, it's, it's the people that are in my life, the people that care about me and, you know, my, if you look at my following, I don't follow back very many people. And part of that is because I don't spend a lot of time on social media and I need to be able to see everybody that I care about, but it's also the local people. You know, if you're local, I might see you at a con, you're going to care about me. I'm going to care about you, you know, and, and nobody else really matters beyond that to me. Like, I'm just kind of like, I know it's all out there, but it's really, you know, the people that I can connect with. What about reverse ageism? And, um, the flip side of that, for example, we'll have, have people who will think, um, again, I'll use my experiences, um, that I cosplay because I'm a cougar and I'm after looking for those young guys with my cosplays. Has, um, I know one person who constantly gets asked if he's a sugar daddy because he's cosplaying these cool gambits and, and other X-Men and maybe he's like looking for a young girl so he can maintain them. Anyone had any kind of experience with that? Never, never encountered it. As as Professor X for a huge shoot that Lisa Mancini organized, no one, no one suggested I was a sugar daddy. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, no, I, Nobody. Never, never had, had that. that. Me um, either. But what one good answer that I would give to them is that you know what I've been involved in drama and everything since I was nine years old and i'm a mom and my kids are finally all grown up i now have time to do stuff for me mm -hmm. and this is what i enjoy so that's the reason i've stepped into this world because i now have time my 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 my, my uh, child actually is the one that got me into cosplay believe it or not because when i got out of the military i didn't have a hobby I like lost my, my focus in life and didn't have a hobby. And my kid is the one that said, you know, mom, maybe you want to try cosplay because my kid was actually cosplaying. The first two years when I went to cons, I did not go in cosplay. I was just, the, I call it the merch mom. You know, I'm the one that's like buying all the merch for the kid and everything. <laughs> and my, and I, but my, my kid was cosplaying and everybody was like, oh, I love your cosplay. I love your cosplay. You know, my kid, you know, my kid was doing the cosplay and they were really mm -hmm. putting a lot of effort into it. And so my little, you know, little squirrels in my little Gen X brain get to thinking and like, I'm thinking, shoot, I could do this. And I had no idea what to do. I mean, I had to go talk to my, my, my kid, like, okay, what do I do? 
It said, do you need to establish yourself, like make a genre? Are you going to do a movie character? Are you going to do original characters? When they touch, when they touch on like original characters, I said, "What's an original character?" I said, "You come up, it comes out of your brain. You know, you basically build it from scratch." Yeah. I was like, "I can do this," you know, and so I literally sat down and I just like designed, you know, designs like, "Okay, I want to be this or I want to be that," and I just kind of had to figure out, "Okay, I got to get this off Amazon, get this from Goodwill, get this at the thrift store and stuff." Yeah. And so I had the idea in my brain, and then just putting it together. And it's just like bloomed since then. And to me, it's like, it's like, it's just not enough. Like I'm, I'm constantly, as you guys have seen me on social media, I mean, I'm constantly reinventing myself. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. happy with just being with one character. Now, some people are, I mean, some people, if they want to play one or two characters, you know, for the rest of the lives, that's fine. Me, I feel like I have to constantly re be reinventing myself and, and, you know, trying different things. I mean, that's why, Part of my name, my burrito bowl cosplay, was given to me by my kid because I said, "Mom, you're like a burrito bowl. You have seven or eight ingredients, but never the same combination." So huh. I was like, "Well, dang, that sounds about right." <laughs> well, that's kind of what cosplay's about. Yeah, cosplay is really about you know finding out yourself and mm -hmm. and just exploring, right? Absolutely. So, um, I have a question from Hedge Scout. And she asks, um, the issue of us older cosplayers being ignored by photographers at big events, oh. they often completely overlook us as they scramble to photograph the young pretty ones. And I would yes. just like to see them equally share their time with us oldies as all cosplayers deserve recognition regardless of age. Can anyone share their experiences if they've had one about this? I will go last on that one. <laughs> I, I have I that happen to um, Like I mentioned, you know, most of the people I connect with are like, you know, 20s and 30s. I'd say probably like 80%, maybe closer to 90, you know, are that follow my account are, are women and they're young. They're like, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And that's where most of my friends are. And when I go to cons with them, the photographers completely ignore me. And I'm fine with that. I don't care. Like they want to they want to shoot the, the person I'm with whatever like I'll, I'll stand in the background i i don't care i i get it that i'm not like young and pretty i you know but um you it's a pretty. little disappointing sometimes What's that? in my role as a it's photographer at cons i don't think i i hope i don't discriminate on the basis of age but i tend to go to the people i know and the people i know tend to be the younger ones i can't yeah. can't totally control that but uh yeah, that's a difficult question. I would say to me, the the thing that sucks about it, I mean, I have a handful of people that I know that are photographers. So if I've run into them at a con, they'll almost always, you know, offer to do a couple of shots with me or whatever. But um, beyond that, yeah, I pretty much feel like I'm invisible when I go to cons to, you know, big photographers. And the only thing that bothers me about it, I guess, is sort of, I in my mind, I've made it sort of a barometer for whether or not my cosplay is good. So I kind of feel like mm -hmm. if I have a good cosplay, people are going to want to take pictures of it. If they don't, that's kind of like saying, well, it's not, you didn't do a good enough job on it. You know what I mean? I can't, that's just my own insecurities or bullshit, but that's how I've internalized that to a degree. And that's where it gets a little frustrating because it's like, you work really hard on something and you go out and everybody just, oh, nah, or they just ignore it or whatever. You feel like, well, shit, I put all this time and energy and I mean, you know, you're not trying to be stealing the show, but 
you know, if nobody notices it or you feel like nobody is, you kind of feel like you waste a lot of time and energy on it. You know what I mean? Or at least that's how I've felt in the past with it. Yeah, I think we all do that to a degree, Scotty. I mean, it's like, oh, if nobody approaches me or asks me, can I get a photo with you or can I, you know, take your photo? Then it's like, oh, gosh, nobody liked my cosplay today. I think we all kind of do that. I get I do get a lot of attendees. And, you know, what's funny to me, or I don't know if it's funny or frustrating, but the cosplay of all the ones I've ever done, the laziest, most simple one I ever threw together, which is my Mike Myers crossover, mm-hmm. by far gets the most attention mm-hmm. and the most requests for photos. I mean, and I've put hundreds of dollars into stuff and tons of hours building, you know, like my cable or things like that. And then I do this thing where I go on Amazon, I order a couple of things for under a hundred dollars, you know what I mean? And everybody goes nuts for it. And then you just kind of feel mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I guess you just never really know what's going to hit with people or not either. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm with, I'm with you on that, Scotty. I've had some of the simplest ones I've done that the ones like I threw it to get literally together that morning. Like I just trying to figure out something I want to wear at a con and I say, okay, listen to this, 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 this. And I throw stuff together. And it ends up get, being wild. And I'm like, I just basically pulled this out of my behind. But yet that's the one that gets, you know, versus the ones that I really spent money on and, and put a lot of thought into it. And they don't get any, you know, I don't get really much of a response. But sometimes the ones I, I pull out of my brain last minute, those are the ones that, like you said, Mike Myers thing. If you just pull something kind of off the wall that nobody else has really thought about, that's the ones that get the most, uh, you know, the most the feedback or the most positivity out of them. And I kind of, you think know, that was... Um, I, you know, I, I gave up on, on worrying about the metrics of, of, of Instagram and, and photographers and other people. Uh, for me, like if, if I put up a post and, you know, one person that I care about says, oh my God, you look so pretty. That's, that's all I need. Like, like for me, that's everything, right? I don't, I don't need all the likes. I don't care if, you know, the photographer wanted to shoot me or whatever. It's, it comes down, it's not the metrics. It's, it's really about like, it's, it's more personal for me. It's, it's more local. And I think uh, I, have, I have a little bit of a different look on this whole photographer thing is look, we're there to get good photos to put on. Most of us are there to get good photos to put on our Instagram to get likes. And the photographers are pretty much there to get good photos to put on the Instagram to get likes. And unfortunately, um, you know, supply and demand, there's like very limited photographers, but a crap load of cosplayers. So I kind of, where it's not a fair thing, I kind of understand where they're going. Cause I, I've seen a friend who's had a full, I think it was a Goblin Slayer cosplay, full Goblin, Goblin, uh, Goblin Slayer cosplay, beautiful. And a photographer walked by him, grabbed this girl who was practically in a bikini with a Captain America shield and she was Captain America. So like, I, as much as that annoyment, I get that, this girl for him is going to get him a million times more likes on his page than my friend who even though his cosplay on a technical and build side of things was a million times better so i don't really hold it against him and i've even found that it is a male and female kind of thing as well i find as, even as a male we kind of get less looked yeah. at as a photographer from the photographers but in saying yeah. that do something about it become friends with your photographers um, don't just go to a con and let them take photos of you and then say, hey, see you next con. Say, hey, thanks for the photos. Go out for dinner with them after the con. Be their friend. I actually get to know them. And I can tell you right now, I, I have a lot of good cosplay uh, photographer friends. And I run around the con, like if I'm, say, Peacemaker, 
and I find a poison ivy. I grab her and go, come back with me. We're going to get photos. And they will take photos of me every single time now because I'm their friend. I'm not just there getting the photos, chucking them on Instagram and then forgetting to even credit them in their photos. That's the other thing, credit your photographers as well. Yeah. So look, they're, they're there for their reasons too. And I think it's something we, you know, it's just, it's an unfair thing. Don't take just, to the heart, do your best. Yeah. That's understandable. It is a little bit frustrating when you want to have content mm. put out there and you're either, you know, kind of at the mercy of figuring out how to do it yourself if you're going to take photos at home or, you know, again, I started doing the dad joke memes with cosplayers and that was just, and that was a good way to kind of meet people where they remember you a little bit too. You know what I mean? Uh, and you remember them as well because you're tagging them and, and things like that. But that was kind of my thought, or that was my solution. It's like, well, if I need stuff to post, I'm just going to go make it. And then this is how I'm going to go do that thing. You know what I mean? Um, Cause I'm not going to screw around with tripods and trying to light myself in the house and all that. I don't have the area for that kind of thing or anything like that. So, you know, you figure it out, but yeah, it is a little bit, it's frustrating. I do agree that it's a male female thing as much as it's an age thing or a costume thing or anything else for yeah. that matter. I mean, and I've had photographers be literally like, at New York Comic Con one year, a photographer was like, I've already had too many Captain America, sorry, and just walked past me. Mm -hmm. just like, okay. so, um, yeah, I, I will confirm. I feel like, you know, as somebody who's gender fluid, um, females get a lot more press than, than males do in cosplay. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like Tim, I was a photographer, I, I am a photographer, but um, I was behind the camera for a lot longer than I've been in front of the camera. And then somebody asked me to step in front of the camera. Um, but I agree. That's why I wanted to go kind of go last because I kind of have both sides on this. Um, um, I agree with everything everybody said. I've had it where a photographer is like beelining for me. And then in their peripheral vision, they'll see and they whoo and <laughs> and like it's so I and I turn around over my yeah. shoulder and it's like you said the Captain America you know um, and I'm like okay so but I have so many amazing friends that are photographers and they are my friends and I will mm -hmm. do the same thing like like I was MJ for um uh photo and I'm like oh my gosh. I need Spider-Man. So I went around and collected Spider-Man and took Spider-Man up to my photographer friend because I knew a whole bunch of Spider-Man with an MJ is going to be something they can post and get, you know, something yes. noticed. And so I do that. And definitely, the I mean, uh, Anna's probably sick of how much I am like, credit your photographer, credit your photographer, <laughs> credit your, why aren't they crediting their photographer? Right. Um, yeah because you know they did take the time they did take your photo yes. and i, I yes. now when i set up my photo booth i mean i think it it's gotten to the point where people are like no no we don't want pictures but i'm because i feel everybody deserves um now as scotty said everybody deserves some good content to post on their instagram and so exactly. i don't care what your cosplay looks like how much time you spend on if you want a photo of it and you come to my booth i'm going to give you three to four photos that are good quality for you to post on your instagram and all i ask is that you please credit me and when i have this booth set up i don't charge my um mini session fees or anything i do it for free at my booth 
and um, it is basically for them to have some content and to feel proud of what they did because I do think that now I'm going to say that us as the older generation we should be encouraging those that are our age those that are younger than us those mm -hmm. that are older than us and we should be helping them to be able to do it and yeah. this is my come to your booth. <laughs> Well, I am going to tag on to what Cindy said and to what Scott said. Um, some of you may know that we started Cosplay Over 40 because we got fed up with photographers at cons ignoring the older cosplayers and just shooting the pretty young yeah. things. And right. In fact, um, one photographer just actually told my husband over here that... Um, yeah, he only shoots pretty young girls. And oh. I was so infuriated that the next day, Cosplay Over 40 got launched. Um, but since then, I've gone from anger at these photographers that dared call themselves cosplay photographers. Right. Because to me, cosplay photography is all cosplay. If it's mm -hmm. not that, they should call themselves pretty young girls in wigs photography. Because um, that's what preach. a lot of them are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, for example, um, the first day of Motor City Comic Con, I was going around with a brand new cosplay and I was very happy with it. And people were asking for a lot of pictures. And then there's this one photographer that I know is a pretty young thing photographer. And I was like, oh gosh, here he is. And he actually walked up to about as close as this person is to me, looked at me and then walked past me. And I thought a few colorful thoughts and then I was like, hmm, well, you know what? That's him. I know he's a jerk. And you know what? I don't want his photographs after all. Exactly. You yeah. don't want to work with photographers no. that because you know what? If they don't want to photograph you, they're not going to be paying attention to your angles, to your lighting, mm -hmm. to the presentation. So you don't want to work with um, them anyways. Right. You know, and you do want somebody who actually like is trying to take a good thing and will tell you, yeah. you know, suck it in, turn your head, stand mm -hmm. this way, versus a, okay, just give me whatever pose, great, got it, I'm out of here. You know, exactly. Uh, right. Someone who works to make you look good, tighten your core, turn your chin a little this way. So, yeah. Anna, right. we do have a comment on the YouTube yes. channel. Do you want me to? Um, from Magical Me Cosplay, she says that as a woman of color, also as a plus size cosplayer, she's often told that she should just not cosplay oh. and that most photographers aren't willing to shoot people of color. Um, and so she tends to keep an eye out for um, black um, photographers, especially women photographers. So first, I just want to start off by saying I am really, really sorry, Magical Me, that you have... Yes. She's awesome because um, that is definitely not how it should be. And like I said, no. um, you don't want to get a photo by a photographer that's not willing to shoot you, but you, you will find some good ones. And once you do, develop that friendship with them, yes. and then um, you help to build up their photography by crediting them, and then they're going to help you to build up your Instagram stuff by crediting you and taking more photos of you. And um, I hope that gives you um, a little bit positive. And all I have to say is don't give up and don't stop cosplaying. Don't let anybody tell you not to cosplay because if it's something you enjoy and you love, do it. I, I agree. If you are in the Seattle area, 
message me, I will give you those names of some good photographers mm -hmm. that will happily promote you. Yeah, and I'm Northern California photographer, so if you want to work with me, let me know. Yeah, same here, San Antonio. I said I got two or three uh, photographers that absolutely love to take pictures of me because, and I was wondering why these guys always want these particular th two or three wanted to follow me around to take pictures of me. And they're like, because it's you're just like it's like a box, the box of chocolates thing. You just don't know what you're gonna get because they know I do so many different characters. They're looking forward to when I show up at a con because. They know I'm going to bring it out. You know, I'm going to bring it on. I'm going to I'm going to pull something out of my hat and just do something totally different. They're like, OK, I've shot Deadpool. I've shot Spider-Man. I've shot this. I've shot that. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, and, and now they've actually recognized me. I and mean, they've actually, like I said, they've, they've kind of learned my style. And of course, they've recognized my masks and stuff, too. But then they actually end up coming and seek me out. And it's, it's, a, it's a symbiotic relationship because I always credit them. You know, they always credit me and stuff. And some of these guys are, like I said, they're up and coming and I'm just trying, we're, we're trying to, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. We're trying to help each other out. And if you can establish a relationship, I mean, they will always, you know, they'll, they'll it, it ends up being a good thing. So Julie, I guess she's near you because she says she will be at Superhero Con in Dora. Dora Milage. Milage, thank you. Okay, Dora Milage, yeah. Okay, Superhero Con, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm so, with superhero so here's something that kind of flows with everything that we're saying, whether the photographers make us feel bad because they walk by, is body image as a 40-plus cosplayer. Because we have a few more years on our bodies than the 20-somethings do. Yeah. And how um, everything from uh, looking for cosplays, maybe that are a little bit more skimpy than what we want to wear these days or a little more snug than what we're comfortable wearing to just how you feel in a cosplay at our more experienced age. Has anyone got some tips or some experience that they'd like to share with that? Hmm. Um, I pretty much cosplay and I select the cosplays I do for the fact uh, it, it keeps me fit because I found that if you're going to go to a con without a t-shirt on, you're going to want to, uh, you know, look the way you want to do. So for, for me personally, I know everyone has their own style, but that's what I do it for because it does give me that motivation to actually, when I am going to the gym, go to the gym, eat properly. Um, you can pretty much, and I won't cosplay unless I'm in the shape of that character. And like I said, I'm, that's just my personal view. I do it to keep myself fit. Um, so if you've seen, if you go on my page and I haven't been on live, if I haven't posted anything for three months, I'm probably yeah, a little bit out of shape. But that's purely because um, I get the image of what I want in my head. And if I don't get that on those photos, I'm going to be kicking myself until the next con until I can fix that up. And yeah, it drives me insane. But I, look, and it's hard. It's hard trying to maintain your weight being older. You know, I, you know, it, it seems to want to go on really fast and then not come off as, as quickly, you know, yeah, that yeah. the exchange rate now has got really terrible. Now the metabolism has gone. But, you know, it, that, that's the reason I do what I do. It's staying, you know, stay in shape. Um, it keeps me accountable. When I, I do good, like, I think it was that two years ago, I went to a supernova as goal and there was muffin top everywhere. Those photos never saw the the light of day but man i was in the i was in the gym the next day working out eating well um because i wanted the next time i did that character because uh to make it look good so that, that's what i personally use for motivation 
I think we all got to find our own different motivations and I'm not against anyone doing what they want. It's if you, what I love seeing in a cosplay, I don't care what you look like is when you see those, when you know a character and you see these little details, they they've put on their cosplays that, you know, the normal fans won't see, but you know, it might be just a tiny emblem or something like that. That's what I get a kick out of with, with cosplays. And that's, so I can tell you right now, when I'm looking at your cosplay photos, I'm probably like zoomed right in, looking at your costume, checking it out, how you did stuff. Is that a badge or did you just print it? I want to know all of that because, you know, cool. And that comes to another thing I guess we can talk later is about uh, people critiquing your cosplays because I know a lot of people don't like people critiquing their cosplays. But me personally, if, if, you, if I've done something and you know there's something I can do just to tweak my cosplay and make it a bit better, I'd want someone to tell me that. Like, you know, hey, I saw these that, that you could have used. That's cool. cool. To me, that's like, I, I look at it like, you know, when your fly's down and you've walked around all day and you get home and you realize your fly's down all day and no one has told you that. And they could have just said, hey, you know, your fly's down, you know, just, you know, it, you have, it feels awkward for that two mm -hmm. seconds. But afterwards, when you pull your fly up, you feel a lot better, right? So that, that's how I kind of look at it. And I think you will know, have, do you know Dal, um, Sydney Showgirl? She, I think she posts a lot on the Over 40 page. Yes, yes. I love Darlene. The reason I love Darlene is because she's brutally honest and I know anything she does say to me that even kind of hurts my feeling when she says it is purely coming from a place to make my cosplay better. But that's um, the line so, like, I guess I might have that, that relationship with her, you know. Yeah, that's the line between yeah. criticism and constructive criticism, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I, I was Ken and she was like, your wig's tacky. And then, you know what, I looked at the photos and went, you know what, that wig is tacky. Didn't see it beforehand, but, and I'm, and I'm glad she did. Like, I'm, and I'm not ashamed of the cosplays I did at the time on my things that have that wig on, because at the time, that's, that was the best version of my cosplay, and I think it's about improving your cosplays constantly. So I never, you know, I, I, was, like, well, I was a bit taken back. How dare someone say it? But guess what? She was right. So yeah, but uh, on that, be, on that I really be upset no. about it. We you do have, have to be, be careful. careful because we don't know like what budget a person's working with and right. that may be the best that they're able to do. And I think yeah. uh, yeah. and I just said almost the same thing. Yeah, that, that I was thinking exactly that. It's like you you have to be extremely careful because what you say, hey, you can go on Etsy and buy this and this and this to improve it or get a, a movie accurate thing or this or that. It's like. Yeah, but they may not have the kind of money it can. Yeah. Cosplay is not a cheap hobby. It's Fair not. Enough. I mean, yeah. even if you know how to sew and do that, the materials, the time, it, it's it's a consuming thing. And so a lot of people do the best they have with what they have to work with. And right. so I'm very, yeah. very cautious well, about you, that. You definitely have to pick you, you definitely have to pick it. But look, Scotty, I can tell that you you put and I you're probably like me, I I spend a lot of money on my cosplays and I want things right. So I feel like if I said to you Hey, dude, there's a there's a badge there on this. Check it out. That you 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 might take that a little bit better than not thinking me going. Oh, your cosplay. Right, is and that's what I'm I mean. Is you just have you to read the room. And you just have to be. And, and you and yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't go up. To, there was a there was a girl that did um I think she did Raven and she had a, a towel as her cape. It was her first cosplay ever. I didn't go and say hey you know your towel cape isn't when I um you know that was her first attempt and. You've got to, she's going to approve and she's going to get better. That's just the way it is. When, yeah, uh, definitely pick your, pick your audience. I think back when I did uh, my Superman, I very specifically went to the Max Fleischer cartoon from the 40s because I thought that kind of worked with being older and that kind of 
dials back a little bit to your mm. question about cosplaying characters for our age or whatever. I think I tend to pick a lot of what I do either based partially like um, Krennic or Pike. I do it because I have gray hair, so it's very easy to do. I don't have to, you know, mess around with that. But, and in fact, I'm two years away from not having to put white in my hair if I do cable anymore, I guess at this point. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but the, um, you know, like the Fleischer Superman or the Captain America comic books, those are from my generation of growing up at them. You know, that's what they looked like when I was a kid more. Anyway, um, did Superman, did the Fleischer emblem and all that and stuff. And then the difference was I kept a black belt on it rather than a, a darker red belt. And I had somebody message me or say it, call me out for it. And it's like, yeah, uh, the Fleischer thing actually had a red belt, didn't it? And I'm like, yeah, I just am taking a little creative license here. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't really approve of anybody taking creative license with cosplays, but otherwise it's great. And I'm like, what, what, I'm not going to cosplay over the thing. Just, uh, that is an opinion you just dump in the trash. Nobody's going to like me because I have to too much creative license. Yeah, it's like, I, I I guess I should probably, I mean, it's like I'm not going to be worried about ind individual approvals from every single person out there <laughs> no. anyway, but okay. why even take the time well, to say that, I guess? You know? must not be matter? a fan of Mesh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes it's impossible means uh hundred percent accurate because you know in cartoons or comics things physics don't kind of work the same there they can have things that just sort of sit there that if you actually wore was going to hang or something like that so you, you can't always get it a hundred percent i'm doing a cosplay at the moment some leather chaps and i can't get it a hundred percent to what the, the anime looks like because you can't actually wear clothes like that it's impossible because they've just i've, know, I've come to the conclusion after cosplaying that superheroes costumes are the most impractical thing to ever wear if you're really going to go out and fight yeah and i mean what woman is really gonna go to battle in four inch heels you know i mean just oh, and fishnet stockings yeah mm -hmm. i'm gonna go back to the oh. original question um yes so, thank you body image um <laughs> yes so I've had body image issues since I was 11 years old. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. just um, it's the society that we grow up in. It is yes. difficult. Um, if if you let people, they will they can always find a flaw, no matter what you look like. Um, so. I was too pale where I grew up. And so I always wished that I had tan skin like everybody else in my community. And I didn't. Um, I was really skinny. And um, the funny thing is, is nowadays, and now Barbie's such a big thing, but I got right. the nickname Barbie. And it wasn't as a compliment. They said it as a mean thing. So it was, um, you're, you're not built right. And I just took this to heart, you know, that I wasn't built right and I wasn't built correctly. And so, um, yes, I had, I had suffered from eating disorders. Um, and it was difficult, you know, getting through high school. And I know that I'm a lot of, teenagers are still suffering from all this, even though there's yes. all this um, body positivity and everything nowadays, it's still out there. I mean, as a teacher, I see it. And I try my best, my biggest thing as 
You are beautiful. You're beautiful as you are. Be unique. Be proud of how you are. And I am, even though I so, so, so strongly believe that what was ingrained into me from the time I was little, you know, it's still there. And I still do have that um, hardest time with um, body, oh, I'm sorry, with um, body image. This yeah. is something yeah. that I still really suffer with from. And um, body dysmorphia, um, so it's like when I look in a mirror, I don't see myself as you guys might see me. Mm-hmm. And I only see every single flaw that I have. And some of them might not even really be there, but I see them. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like, okay, um, my left eye is lower than my right eye. My, you know, it's these oh. little things. And yeah. so when you're saying, um, do you have some of these issues with the um, cosplays? I have that issue with everything I wear. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, so, we're, so yeah. I, I identify with that completely, you know, being gender fluid, you know, I, I see both sides and honestly, like, so I have a photographer that is very supportive, really, you know, has been reaching out to me constantly, wants to do shoots with me. He's asked me to do um, a beach shoot soon in in dresses, like like exotic dresses and things like that. Well, I gained like, like 20 some pounds. And so I'm terrified of that shoot you know, because it's a feminine thing and there's a double standard there. Like, mm-hmm. like there really still is. I mean, it's not fair, but there is. If he was asking me to do something that was like, like male oriented, I'd be like, sure, I don't care. Right. Like, yeah, I'm a little heavy, but like, that's fine. But because it's a, it's a feminine thing, like I'm super self-conscious about it. And I'm actually considering telling him, no, not right now. Because mm-hmm. I, it, it's, I, I think if you be honest with him and tell him that these are what your concerns are, then it's kind of like what Scott, I think Scotty or Mike said earlier about having a photographer that says, oh, okay, I'm about to shoot. Can you just suck in a little bit or stand up a little bit taller? Um, if you talk to them and ha- tell them, you know, I need you to do this for me because, you know, when I turn just like this, I get that muffin top that Mike was talking about. But if I stand with my arm this way, I don't have it. And so it's these little things about having that relationship with your photographer again. That helps. Yeah, and I think he probably would be fine with that. I'm just not sure that I am. Yeah. You know, it's just that it's that insecurity and Yeah, I I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, Cindy, I'm I'm very similar, and you are. Whereas I'm, I hate how I look, in or out of cosplay. It's not a, it's not specific to costuming. And there is that part of me that's like, I kind of feel like if I could go back in time and tell, 25, 30 year old me, it's like, if you think you hate how you look now, just wait, because shit's yeah. gonna get way worse. I Wrinkles, wish I gray could hairs, tell, I wish I could tell 14 year old me. I really yeah. do. I mean, I I, I yeah. had a metabolism in my twenties. I could kind of eat whatever I wanted. I never gained any weight. Now I walk yeah. past a pizza place and I'm three pounds heavier just from the smell. It's like Jesus Christ. You know, and then it's hours and hours and hours on the treadmill for literally 
nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Just just to not get any bigger for the most part, it seems like at this mm -hmm. age. Um, so that's very frustrating. Um, that's definitely something that resonates with me because I, hearing you talk, I'm like, Jesus, that's exactly me because I've always hated the way that I've looked uh, in every capacity. And it only gets worse with time, you know, to the point where, mm -hmm. and it took me six years of going to cons before I had the guts to cosplay in the first place. And I was always fascinated with cosplayers. I was taking pictures of everybody. And it's funny now because I'll go back and look at photos I took 10 years ago. And I've taken pictures of people I'm now friends with. You know what I mean? But I didn't know them years ago. They were just cosplaying and I wasn't. Uh, but, you know, even then I was begrudgingly when I did it the first time. It was because my wife did it and a friend of ours who went to New York with us was doing it. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll buy a Captain America costume off eBay. And it was a nice one. It was made to my size or whatever. But it was like. To me, I'm like, okay, well, it's basically just a jacket and pants, and I'm carrying a shield, so, you know, I can kind of hide behind that for a lot of it and stuff. And, you know, even now, it, and that's another problem is, you know, you we were talking earlier about being annoyed when photographers don't take your pictures. At the same time, I kind of feel like maybe I'm blessed in that regard because a lot of times when I get pictures back, I'm like, ooh, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's like, I hope they've yeah, already all been there. this because nobody should ever see me looking this badly you know so yeah yeah i get that but um i well, that goes back to that relationship thing i again that's like you yeah. know and i mean the 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 as far as like what we we're talking about as far you know i i've got a vest that is kind of a compression vest that you know zips real tight or whatever and just kind of holds everything in a bit um and if that's always that thing that at the end of the day, I, really I said, thanks. They are yeah. my friend. <laughs> it is, and you have to be careful with that because it does it all it can. It can also give you some really odd shapes depending on where it really cinches tightly, you know, so. Yeah, yeah you have to make sure it works with the cosplay too, because yes. Um, yeah. So like the shapewear that I normally wear, um, I just did my Caprica six, and of course her dress has those side cutouts, cut right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so right. the shapewear that I normally wear doesn't work, mm -hmm. so I did have to figure. So I'm I'm still actually looking for something that's better because I need something for Dragon Con, um, because I will be taking her to Dragon Con, so I need something that works a little bit better than what I ended up putting together for the last uh, con I wore her at. But I was still happy with most of the photos there were a few that i was like oh gosh like you said i got it back and i was like oh oh no no no, no. right <laughs> i won't be sharing that one and that's, yeah that's you really a... do have to pick your cosplays i i know like you know if you're gonna wear a corset or something you have to wear you know a dress that's gonna hide that okay um you know some of the shapewear stuff if it's you know really like thin and concealing you can you can you know hide that well under a skin tight bodysuit but you got to be careful. You can't, you can't do everything like that. Right. And one of the things, um, actually one of the questions that came in over cosplay over 40 was so many cosplays are, you know, they're fictional characters. So they're drawn for the imagination Anna, of the artist. Uncut out. Can you hear me? You should be fine. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Nope. You cut out. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, a lot of our fictional characters that we see, especially from comic books, um, they're drawn from the imagination. And 
to try to fit ourselves into someone who has a waist that is so big right. and, and yes. then hips that are round. I mean, that it's, it's setting yes. us up for failure to, for us to try to match ourselves like that. Um, well, if you're a guy, you've got to be Dorito shaped, right? I mean, you've, you've got to have small waist, but then these monster, you know, lats and whatnot. And yeah. Big you, shoulders. you don't want to be, you don't want the pear shaped I, in a lot of that stuff, I, you know, is I problem. feel like, you know, so, for me, it goes back so to the creative license. To... I try to be more um, authentic. I think that was kind of a journey for me where I was trying to, like, replicate what I saw on the screen. And I was like, I can't do that. My body doesn't look like that. You know, and especially, like, doing feminine cosplays, it's like I don't have those hips. And at some point, I just realized I don't care. It's more of creative license. This is my expression. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. I can only do what I can do. And it has to be good enough. Right. It has to be your expression so of that I'm, of that character you can't just say yeah. i'm not going right. to do that cosplay because i can't wear that costume you can modify right. it for your own body and that's how you say for example i yeah. do a version of rogue where she is torn up and in the savage lands and it's mostly a bathing suit but the actual character's bathing suit is like one of those string bikinis and i could have got well i'm not doing that but i got one that comes up and is high-waisted and it's more comfortable for me to wear and i've actually worn it to a con and i mean no one came up to me and said that's not the type of suit she wears but yeah. i i made it my to to match what i want and People need to understand that at our age, or any age actually, you can make a cosplay to your own body. You don't have to yes. be completely canon right. to Wonder Woman is cinched into this much of a waist, or, or exactly. Supergirl wears a bare midriff now. I mean, you have to make it for yourself, and that's perfectly okay. Yes. So I went to a panel, and I totally can't remember what her name is that did the panel but um she did um how to sculpt your body to be and so she says don't try to take away you can't make your waist 12 inches but what you can do is you can use shoulder pads and other things to make your hips bigger mm -hmm. And then in comparison, your waist is going to look smaller. And so that's what a lot of the guys do with their uh, foam suits and stuff when they, or when they put yeah. on a muscle suit to make it the more of that Dorito shape because yeah. they put the muscle suit up on top. And it's the same thing, you know, so putting shoulder pads into your hips to make your hips look bigger so that then in contrast, your waist, and then wearing dance tights that aren't going to, show they're not sheer so they're not going to show that you have shoulder pads they're going to make it look solid yeah. and um, i've never done it but it was a great panel and i really loved how she said you know you don't have to change your body change your cosplay yeah. I, I think that's a good like temporary fix and and i've built like hip pads and things out of foam before i've never actually worn them I, I think for me, like I, I, I wanted to, I was like, oh, I want to try to, you know, make my hips bigger or whatever. But in the end, I kind of went, you know what? I'd rather just be authentic and just hopefully everybody can just accept that. Yeah, I mean, that's um, great. But, yeah, but I feel like that's a good temporary fix if you need that to, to, to look screen accurate, you know, and, and maybe that's a stepping stone for you. 
That's why I enjoy being, being a an, an original character because I have no standards. I mean, that's why I've, I've gotten so hardcore into like doing original characters because they're like, what are you? I mean, they they have no no measuring stick to measure you against. But for me going to a con, I mean, uh, me going to a con, I you know I was in the military for twenty years. I had to stay up to a weight weight standard, right? Okay, so I you know I had to work out all the time and stuff. So when I you know retired from the military. Uh, I was like, you know what? I don't have to worry about keeping weight standards anymore. So I kind of rebelled and, you know, I put on 20 pounds and stuff. I didn't care. My husband didn't like it, but, you know, I didn't care. But, you know, yeah. I'm happy with the body that I'm in. You know, I'm, I have, I have no, I'm, I'm, I don't have any issues. I guess I don't, I don't feel like I personally have any issues with that. Yeah, I might have a little bit more of a muffin top or something or a little bit, you know, full uh, hips or something. But I can make my cosplay, you know, to where it accentuates whatever I need to accentuate. Or, or flaunt whatever I need to flaunt. And I have no problem with that. I'm more, when I do my cosplays, I'm really not looking for looks. I'm looking more, not just for looks, but like for comfort. I mean, it's like, if you you guys all know this, this business, if you have a cosplay and you can't go to the bathroom in it, you got a problem. Okay, think about it. That's the number one rule. If you got a cosplay and it's so skin tight, you got to peel it off before you go to the bathroom. You might want to rethink that cosplay, but me, I said, I wear a lot of loose-fitting cosplays. That way I can go ahead if I need to go to the restroom or, you know, I need change, yeah. quick change or whatever. I go more for function as opposed to form, but that's just me. That sure, is the great thing. Uh, sorry, Scotty, go ahead. I was just going to say there was two things that I had on your on the muscle suit or the, the padding thing. One, um, at least for me, trying to do that, they always try to add abs and if you're already thick in the midsection padding yeah. for abs mm -hmm. isn't doing you any favors it's just yeah. making you that much thicker through the midsection uh so cut but, it off cut it off of the chest yeah and the other thing yeah the other thing though that then this might be more unique to me or not is might not expect as many people but i tend to overheat very very easily mm -hmm. and i sweat uh like my Captain America, for example, in order for them to make the scales, I had them kind of do a cross uh, diamond stitch uh, over quilting type thing. So it's it's almost like a texture like you'd have on car upholstery or yeah. whatever it was. Um, but it's also very heavy. heavy. And that so becomes a winter only cosplay because by the time I'm in the helmet, the leather gloves, the leather boots yeah. and all of that, you know, and then you go out and I've, I've been asked to do parties uh, for kids, you know, um, for like these uh princess for parties things sometimes they want superheroes mm -hmm. and it's always memorial day labor day july 4th and it's always 110 degrees and yeah. then i'm out there outdoors as captain america and i am freaking dying in 10 minutes you know i'm just immediately get yourself a mister scotty get yourself a mister yeah and so that's that is one thing though when i build my cosplays i do take into account kind of like when she was talking about for comfort uh that's a very big thing you know it's like i don't want to you know and i look at a lot of things i'm like i'd love to do that but i wouldn't last five minutes in it you know right. darth vader yeah. or something mm -hmm. to that yep. effect where it's like i'm head to toe in pleather and a helmet mm -hmm. forget about it there's no way i'll survive that stuff especially in san antonio because like i said you got it. all my cosplayer friends here like we always have to take the weather into account because all these con cons are usually going to be going on during may june july august when it's like 100 zillion degrees outside and and i know some people like i said play darth vader but they don't do it very long I mean, they get in, out there do their business take their pictures they go back and they cut change into something more comfortable oh yeah and they've got fans rigged up inside their helmet and every other exactly. you know crazy thing like that but 
I do agree with you on the comfort thing with that. And again, when you start trying to work in shapewear or do things that are going to alter your physical appearance to match body types more, whatever you do, you know, that becomes a lot more stuff you're putting on and a lot more stuff you're trying to maneuver with. Yeah. And muscle suits might look good in one pose, but they may completely look horrible if you're trying to pose in a different way. You know what I mean? If, depending on how they're molded, they're not actual muscles. So they're always trying to hold that same form, not contour the way they're supposed to when your arm is positioned different or your shoulder or your pecs or any of that kind of stuff. And we've all seen that with those Halloween costumes today that have that thin molded body. And it's like, it's great mm -hmm. until you flex and then it just caves in on itself. I found out know? the most functional piece of equipment that I have as far as clothing is a plain black robe. <laughs> I, said, I can do anything with a plain black robe. Yeah. I, my, I feel my, like- My shape um, wears more to hide my mommy tummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, for real. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like um like the shading and contouring helps a lot more than actually the padding does. You know, if you're doing a skin type bodysuit or whatever, you know, it can it can make it look a lot better just by using the, the dark, you know, shading colors or whatever. Um it can hide a lot, just mm -hmm. visual perceptive. Well, I'm gonna jump to Julie's real quick. Um she said about doing the how she does the original characters and she doesn't have nobody don't has a parameter that is something that i love about um original characters but i love doing book characters does anybody else do book characters or am i the only one hmm, okay I've got, I've got my 50. i want to now yeah because i do book characters and so sometimes when they make a book movie from a book mm -hmm. they don't hold true to the character description mm -hmm. in the book and so my Bellatrix is based on book Bellatrix. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, who are you supposed to be? Because oh, they only know Helena Bottom Carter's uh, Bellatrix. Correct. Yeah. But, and then, you know, so it's kind of like, well, you know, if you read the book, this is how she's described. She's thin, sharp, long, straight black hair. You know, it's like she doesn't have, you know, it's like it's, the yeah. artist interpretation right. and something mm -hmm. i like people to think about that because even the movie people take liberties mm -hmm. you said yes. your uh, fan didn't like you taking liberties with cosplay so even the movie industry takes mm -hmm. liberties with character descriptions they mm -hmm. don't stick exactly they take liberties with comic author. book costumes that are drawn yes yes they i was like so mm -hmm. for somebody to say they don't like you taking liberties you know we have to make it as realistic as we can and as much human as we can. And, you know, everybody is going to do it. So they can't expect it to be, oh my gosh, you don't have tomato red shirt. Yours is true red. You know, <laughs> that's, that's I why I love what the, the Star Wars characters I do. I mean, I do do some Star Wars characters. You guys seen that? But again, I do original characters off the Star Wars because. Yes, you have you have two camps. You have like the movie actor Star Wars ones, you know, have to be the perfect Darth Vader or perfect Stormtrooper or perfect Boba Fett. And then you got the ones, like I said, just original character. Because you think about how many different background characters you have on there. You have just a, a plethora of different ideas and stuff. And so, yes, I have like a Darth Revan. It's not a classic Darth Revan. In fact, I explained to folks, I said, hey, do you, and I, I hit them with this little factoid. I said, you know, according to the, the Star Wars lore, that Darth Revan was originally a, a, a female. 
And they don't, they didn't even know that because they always, in their mind, they think a dwarf rabbit has to be a guy. I said, no, mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at your canon, if you go way back in the old Republic, Darf Revan was actually a female. So, you know, I, I kind of hit them with little factoids and stuff. But my, my even the Darth Revan I do, do it's, it's completely, like I said, it's an, kind of like an original character take on it. They recognize it as a Star Wars character. But again, like I said, you can't really measure me for it because I, I'm taking kind of, I'm kind of going off the grid here with a little bit. And then I do my own Jedi characters, uh, do my own Sith yeah, characters. Exactly. And again, you just kind of go off the, you just go off the map and and do that I mean, and yes star wars, you star wars characters any, you need a lot with those yeah if you take any race from star wars or star trek mm-hmm. let's just say i want to be a vulcan okay yeah. but i don't want to be spock right so exactly i'm gonna make a female vulcan that exactly. is me so you hold a few things you have the ears you have those stupid bangs that all the vulcans have <laughs> and yeah. everything else you do what you want that's right Exactly yeah, correct. the gender bins are some of my favorite cosplays. I love mm-hmm. seeing those. Um, one of my friends, uh, the Tattooed Princess, she did a Thor. Uh, this is now, there's a whole like series of Thor comics where like um, Jane Foster is the one that holds the hammer, but it mm-hmm. wasn't real popular. And I think uh, they're, you know, developing that. But anyway, before all that, she well, did she a, a gender bend. She did a gender bend where she has this gorgeous black dress lots of like sparkles and glitter in it you know there's like chains everywhere and she took the hammer and she made it into a purse and i was like oh my god i love it like it was just my favorite you know well like i'll give props to anna i mean anna took poison ivy which is one of her favorite characters and she's done five decades now anna is that right something like that yeah so she takes um poison ivy and she's like Okay, here's the classic Poison Ivy. And now, here's what I envision Poison Ivy being in the 1920s. Here's what I envision Poison Ivy being in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And you did 80s. And so she took this one character and just put her into different um, time periods. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that is what that character would um, look like in that period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say her hippie Poison Ivy is just like, oh, I love it. Um, Thank you. So, you're welcome. Oh. Yeah, I had always tried to go, um, or with a lot of my superhero stuff specifically, I wanted it to be very comic book accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted something that looked like it came off the pages of the comic books. And it got to be a pain. And I found it to be doing things like mashups where you can just go off the grid and do whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want. It makes cosplaying a heck of a lot easier because mm-hmm. you're not you're not so focused on all these little details that have to be perfect or somehow it doesn't all work. Whereas like now it's just like, and just do whatever the hell you want. And I, yeah. I, you know, slapped together, uh, I took some Jedi robes that were white, I dyed them yellow and threw a Star Trek logo on them and wore them to a sci-fi con. And it was pretty funny because one guy had come up to me and he was like, you know, I think this is great, but the best part about it is that it pisses my wife off every time she sees it, but you mash <laughs> together. But it is, it's fun to be able to do that because you can kind of be creative and since there's no there's no destination or no um, no product that you're trying to replicate. You know what I mean? You don't have that feeling of incompleteness necessarily, if that makes sense, or mm-hmm. or um, that you know, oh, I've got to fix this and fix all and you know, change that or whatever. You, you know, you can just do whatever you want with it and just let it go. I did find that doing the mashup stuff made things 
way, way more easy to cosplay as it goes. I'll tell you the ones that I've had the most fun with, and it's not even me. Like I have a co- I have I have two cosplay, two really good cosplay friends. They don't both do Deadpool. Okay. I've had so much fun recommending things to them. I said, do you realize the potential you have for original characters off based off of Deadpool and how many variations you can make with Deadpool? I yeah. said, it's limitless. And so I'm thinking, okay, you can do this type of Deadpool and this type of Deadpool and you know add this and subtract this and put this on here. And they have just like gone crazy with it. And it's great. And awesome. they get so much attention because like, it's not just your typical Deadpool. It's like you've gone completely off the map with, you know, with, uh, with what you've done with it. I, lo- I love, I love, I love when people I do think I, I think I piss off all those pole guys walking around with the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Bo, why can't I pick Bo? <laughs> yep, yeah. sure. I'm like, because <laughs> they're like, no, no, I mean for my pole. Yeah, Bo, I'm not going to choose one over the other. I'm sorry. I said I grew up on both. I love both. Good for you. So. I, I have one last question that came in over the cosplay over 40 page and we'll see how you answer this one. Um, basically is what do you think of having our photographs softened to hide our wrinkles and age marks? I've thought about getting cosmetic surgery and just to make myself look younger. If it doesn't look like me, I'm not going to post it. That's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. I also, I, yeah. I, I, I try. I, there are certain things like if I have a pimple on my forehead or something, yes. I might spot touch that in Photoshop. But I've noticed, and I've got friends that have gone so wild with the filters that they just literally look like a blur with some eyes and a mouth snapped <laughs> over it. I mean, it's yeah. just like you got to take it easy with this this filtering business or whatnot. But yeah, I'm kind of on board with you where it's like, I'm not, I don't like the way that I look, but I think it's even worse if I try to doctor it because then again, it starts to look animated or cartoonish or yeah, not well, really. I, I just, I, and each their I'm own, it's my personal, you know. I don't yeah. think people understand how much post processing goes into the photos as a photographer, but like, um, uh, you know, I will do spot touching, you know, like when I do senior photos, I will get rid of the kids' pimples and stuff. But like if I get photos back and they removed my moles and, you know, and stuff like that, and then I'm looking at the photo and I'm like, something is wrong with this photo. Yeah. Or like you said, it's just mm-hmm. been softened to the point where I'm like, well, nothing is distinguished anymore. There's no jawline. There's no, you know, like, shadows don't uh, work right. what, what is that doctor, the Doctor Who character, you know? Yeah. If I'm going to look like that Doctor Who They got basically I've never the character done any photo editing. Um, I, like, I've never used any of it, uh, filters, any of it. But um, I have had some photographers that have done it for me. and But it's always been tasteful. You know, they might remove. Yeah, if it's a little bit and it still looks like you, I I understand. But when it comes, you know, if you get something back and it looks nothing like you. Hey, my photographer role. I'm I'm blessed, I think, because, you know, I'm 55 and I feel like I've got some pretty good skin. Like, I don't have a lot of wrinkles. 
So I don't know, maybe talk to me in another 10 years, maybe 15 years, maybe, maybe I will want to do some more filters, but you know, as of now, I feel pretty good with, well, with the way AI is. is going, we'll all be able to just post shit of ourselves that looks 25. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what were you saying? In my photographer role, I take the radical approach of asking. You know, obviously a mole stays in, in unless they request yeah. otherwise. Yeah. But, but uh, otherwise, if some people, if there's a name for the wrinkles that come down from the corner of the nose to the mouth. Marionette wrinkles. Yeah, some love them, some don't. Um, I ask, did you want those softened or not? And uh, basically just be open about it. It's not an easy question yeah. sometimes to ask, but they appreciate the answer. And I would appreciate that. Yeah, I would appreciate that too. And, I, and like I said, I don't mind them being softened. It's when they're completely obliterated. Right. Yes, no. I agree. And you're right to ask beforehand because there, it would suck to get photos of yourself where they've already had and taken all that, and you can't go back and say, "Okay, go put the wrinkles back in my forehead." Because well, you can, you can yeah. actually, you can actually. Yeah, the, the uh, original photo is still there. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. I suppose that's true. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you just have to backstep your processing because the nice thing about, um, I mean, I personally use Lightroom. I don't know what Tim uses. Yeah, I use Lightroom unless it really requires sophisticated editing. Then I go to Photoshop. But Lightroom yeah, does ninety percent of it. Yeah. So, but in um, Lightroom, it's very easy because it keeps every action that you've done in this little yeah. menu on the left-hand side. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I can go back to this step, and ju it just deletes all the steps above it, and I can just then redo from there. Right. And sometimes. I'll do multiple versions, you know, like, like, I'll be like, Oh, you know what? I like this in black and white, but the cosplayer might not like it in black and white. Yep. So I'll, mm -hmm. I'll yeah. save the, the color one and then the black and white. Absolutely. So if a photographer wants to tweak some of my squish at the equator and bring <laughs> me out, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can take an inch or two off my waist. I'm not going to squawk about any of that per se. Um, well, I hate to say it, but we are almost at our ending time, believe it or not. Um, and there's so many more things that I'd love to talk about. So we might have to continue this on our own at some time in the future. But before we wrap up, I would like for each of you um, to let people know where they can find you on social media and if you have any one tip for a cosplayer who is over 40 that has benefited you, if you could share that as well. Let's start with Shane. Um, I'm really only on Instagram. I Because I do you know, a lot of cross-plays, um, we all come from a generation where things are different now than they were then. And I have a lot of judgmental people in my life. So I don't, I don't post on Facebook or other more popular platforms. So I'm just on Instagram as I melt the warm hugs. Um, as far as tips, I would just say, you know, be open. I, I have found so much more acceptance uh, just, just by showing up. And a lot of times, you know, we, we want like a con is coming up and I think to myself, I don't want to go and I can create all the excuses in the world why I don't want to go to that con. I can think about like, oh, I've got like a family thing. I've got seven grandkids. Maybe we're doing something, whatever. And I can just, all these reasons are easily fabricated. 
And the thing is, when I actually show up to the con, I am so much happier. Everybody is welcoming. They're all like, I'm so glad you're here. I get so many hugs. Everybody's just really happy that I'm there. And I think the community in at large is just way more accepting and just a happy place to be. And so don't don't stay home. Show up at the con. Awesome. You're here. Well all done. Right. Mike, how about you? Yeah, so you can find me on IG under my little boss on this little cosplay. I've got it right underneath my thing. Um, my one tip was just just do it. Um, you know, I learned that life is uh, fine, and one day you're not going to have the chance to do things, whether it be you just getting older or dying, um, and you don't want to have those regrets. So just go out and do it. Don't worry about what people say. The closest people to you are probably going to be the meanest to you, and definitely don't listen to them. Just do what you want to do. It's your life, and don't let anyone say anything. Awesome. Scotty. Um. Scotty B Cosplay uh, on Instagram is probably where you can find me. Um, I haven't been posting a lot, um, but there's a lot of stuff on there, I guess. Uh, that's where you can find me. Uh, I would say for tips, if you're cosplaying, especially if you're getting new to it, um, and especially if you're doing an elaborate cosplay, maybe start small at a smaller con, you know, especially to break it in and see where your stress points or your break points on your cosplay are and keep a cosplay repair kit with you. Probably some crazy glue, double-sided Velcro or adhesive Velcro, uh, and just keep that handy because probably one of the things I learned early is that, you know, I think my first time I ever cosplayed at was New York Comic Con. And when stuff starts falling off or a, a, a zipper pops or a snap doesn't work or something like that, you definitely <laughs> want to have something on hand to fix that in a pinch if you can. And starting at a small con is not nearly as bad because you can just run out to the car usually and take care of it versus a big con where right. it's not so good. I had a, uh, I actually had a cowl rip on me two minutes mm -hmm. after I walked into security at New York Comic Con, blew my right. cosplays for the whole weekend. So, mm -hmm. oh. yeah, I, emergency repair kit and definitely maybe if you want to try it. And, you know, smaller cons are, are, are kind of a nice place to just go and test it out because you don't have the crowds bumping into you and knocking around if you have a lot of props or things like that, you know, yeah. that are easy to break. So that's kind of my advice to give to people that haven't done it for a while or haven't done it before is, you know, start with some easy stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. when you test your cosplays in, in you know, kind of uh, smaller environments where you can stress it out a little bit without being stuck. Awesome. Yeah, Tim. Um, as in terms of uh, turn advice, my advice would be better to look at a video that Lisa Mancini posted called "Things Not to Say to Cosplayers." Now it's directed to the audience, but it'll help you a lot as a cosplayer to develop confidence in yourself. It's because it, it's all the stereotypical stupid things that the audience does for you. Um, uh, other than that, I would just say, be yourself, be comfortable, have fun and go to it. And where can people find you on social media? Oh yeah. Tim Birmingham, but B E R it's not the Irish, it's the English spelling, not the Irish spelling. Our family left Ireland apparently in 1152, but in Ireland, they're still called the English family. So remember the B E R spelling. 
Tim Birmingham. Thank you. One Cindy. word. Okay. Um, I'm Cindy Ruth Cosplays on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I really don't use Twitter much. Um, it's basically there just so cosplay over 40 can tag me in something. Um, uh, I actually, it's really funny because I actually didn't have an Instagram either. And a few years ago, somebody's like, hey, you need an Instagram for your cosplay page. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. And they're like, no, you need an Instagram for your cosplay page. And I'm like, okay. So I waited for my daughter to get home from college. And I was like, hey, people said I need um, an Instagram just for my cosplay page. And she goes, okay. And so she created it for me because I didn't know how to link an account together. But she taught me how and did it for me. So, yeah. So I am now Cindy Rue Cosplays. Um, and advice. Um I would say kind of like Scotty, small cons and photo shoots. Um, even if it's just a photo shoot with your brother, your sister, your best friend, do a photo shoot in your cosplay because you will then be able, even if it's just on your phone, you'll be able to look at the photos and see um, maybe if there's flaws or things that might show, things like that. Um, and they'll give you a better idea of how your cosplay is coming across. Um, so that is something that I would advise everybody to do is um, take some photos and look at them actually. And I guess that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, Julie. Well, you can find me on Instagram and also on TikTok too, because I have an account on there. Um, I do a lot of videos with my cosplays. Actually, my cosplays get a lot of wear and tear because of the fact that I do a lot of videos on there. Uh, so let's say Instagram as well as TikTok, same account, Brutable Cosplay. I will say as far as like one tip, think about the word itself, cosplay. It's not cost, just costume, but cosplay. If you're not playing, if you're not having fun at what you're doing, you're doing it wrong, okay? So be, comfortable with whatever you come up with don't worry about what other people think have fun with it because that's what you're going for guys you're not just well you're going most people are going for the look but if you're not having fun you're doing it wrong so Amen. you know go, just go for broke and don't ever be limited by imagination your imagination is much bigger than you give it credit for yeah because utilize it if you're not having fun you can hit burnout all right, I think we've gotten everyone and me. I'm AMH Cosplays. You can also find me at Cosplay Over 40. And my advice would be find your people, whether it's a small local group, if it's an online group, people who are like-minded, they don't have to be like-aged, but sometimes that does help a lot. Finding people who are supportive in your community, whether it's a global community or a local community, who support you, who also cosplay, who enjoy doing it, will make you feel so much more comfortable and so much more relaxed and much more enjoying of the hobby. And I think that's kind of an important thing to do. Yeah. You're here. I'm in. Well, yeah. So I guess we need to wrap it up. So thank you very much for everyone who has joined me here as a guest or as a sending messages like Magical Me and Hedge Scout. Um, Again, this was Beneath the Cow, brought to you by Cosplay Alliance. 
And if you want some more, look for us on Cosplay Over 40. Thank you very much and have a wonderful evening, everyone, and happy cosplaying. Thank Bye, you. guys. You too. Bye. Bye. Take it easy. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Bye.